Welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The Book Club podcast. Yes. Where we actually talk about all kinds of shit. Everything. We always get off topic. (laughs) We get way off topic. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. (laughs) Oh my god. And my dog's (laughs) making an appearance. Fighting up her bone. That was Rusty. Um, that was actually Jackson. Was it Jackson? Um, Rusty trying Jackson. to take Rusty's bone. Hold, please. <laughs> and we're back. Um, sorry, I had to put Rusty in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just get territorial the over bones. Yeah. Um, Jackson is about to be 13 and has really bad teeth, but for some reason thinks that he can chew bones and yeah. wants to take them all. Jackson, you bad boy. <laughs> Anyways, so it's a new week. Yes. Um, let's start with our second sleep. What was your suck for the week? My suck. I was really tired this week. Yeah. Mercury and retrograde ended this week. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Because like by Wednesday, I was like trying to go to bed at like six o'clock, mm. and that's early for me. Well, also early. the freaking time change. Um, yeah. it gets dark at like five o'clock now. Yeah. I hate this shit. Yeah. I don't. Like, I hate. I don't it. like dark early. It just throws off your body, it and does. you feel like it's later than it is. Yeah, and it's like by the time you get off of work, it's dark, and you can't do anything. Not it really sucks. I hate it. Um, my suck is it's been a rough week for I think every American. Oh, it has been. Yeah, intense. that too. That a too. soap opera. That, that might be the other half of why that, I'm so tired this week. <laughs> you really, um, before Lacey came over here, what well, was this morning? And I was like, hey, uh, as usual, I have like 100 pages left to read. And she was like, don't worry, I do too. And she was like, I just haven't been able to concentrate no. the past few days. And I feel exactly the same. Like, my mind was in a whole other place. Whole other place. And it still is, because it's still yeah. not over. It's just... Ugh. So, that's my suck for the week. What's your sweet? My sweet. Closer to Thanksgiving. Stuck my face. That's good. Yeah. Count down the day. I'm a little worried about Thanksgiving because, um. I'm not doing anything but with what's in my house. Right. See, and that's just me and Steve. Yeah. But the numbers keep going up. And that's I know. concerning, and it kind of like okay, maybe I shouldn't like go see my family. Yeah, I know it's hard, but it's, it's one year. It's know? one year, and it's stressful anyway. Yeah. You have to go to like five different places. Yes. So just like stay home yes. one day. That would actually or have to be bring nice. anything. Or have you know? to bring any. Well, we don't really take anything, <laughs> but um, but you can make your own little spread of whatever. Yeah, you want. Uh, my aunt and uncle actually. They always just stay home, and they order from Crackle Barrel. And, yeah, she's actually giving me leftovers, and it is, like, because they're, yes, it is really good. So, I don't know. That's an option. We'll see what happens. If the numbers keep going up. They're going. I don't think I'm going to go. And, you know, it's going to be worse after Thanksgiving, but we digress. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, my suite for the week is the election's over. Didn't know that it was. Oh, it's over. Didn't know that it would be today. I was kind of worried that we were still going to have to go through this. But I'm so glad I don't have to open my mailbox and see 700 freaking mailers for people that are running for a position that I've never even freaking yeah, never heard, even heard of. of until now. I'm like, God, so much freaking junk mail. And it oh. all goes straight into the trash. Yeah. That and all these stupid commercials on oh. TV. Because I don't really watch that much TV, but I do watch The Mass Singer Live. But it's been coming on even, like, my Hulu on my phone now. Yes, everything. Yeah. Like, a game that I play that has ads. It's yeah. like, oh, so-and-so. Opposed. I'm like, dude, I'm so freaking over this shit. And so I checked the mail yesterday, and there was no freaking political mail, and it was oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. Um, you're, I think your ride would be interesting, but I think, yeah. I think that the worst was over. For now, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a little... Recount his kids, but other than that, Lacey said yesterday <laughs> that she was popping her popcorn for the tantrum, and I'm like, yeah, I think we are all doing for the that. Trump tantrum. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, it it felt good waking up this morning and not having to wait on Arizona to count anymore. Well, I mean, they still and Nevada. Okay, hold up. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, and apparently it's. 
It's not Nevada. It's ne- Nevada. Well, well. Which. We're from the south, not the north. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Right. We're calling um, you all y'all do is count. You count your chips. You count your money. You count yeah. everything that's there. How yeah. can you not count some mm-hmm. votes? Well, and look, what, people are still out of work, mostly, correct? Because the casino is still being shut down. But the thing is, um, I don't think those people get paid. There is like um, they should. an election committee. Right. Obviously, I think those people get paid. But I think most, like, you know, when you go in to vote, those people are volunteers. Right. But those are I don't know the people counting. And I've heard if they do get paid, I think it's different by state. So if you know about this, please email us. Um, I think the people that do get paid, it's like very little. But that is a really good point. You know, yeah. there is a lot of people out of work. So. Yeah. And then, like, the first day, so the election was Tuesday, Wednesday at like five. They're like, well, we're going to go ahead and call it a day. Oh, yeah. And Steve's like, this is not like a nine to five kind no. of job. You get in there and count that shit until it's over. Somebody pay for their coffee and get it done with. <laughs> and then all the freaking Nevada, oh. Nevada, Nevada memes. Oh my God, they're giving me life. I think James Corden on his show said Vegas has like all night casinos, all night buffets, but counting is where they draw. <laughs> they're not going to do it all night. It's so freaking funny. Um, have you seen the counting guy memes? Yeah. He's from, I don't, I think he's from the. I think it said the Philippines or, or yeah. Thailand. Yeah, and he's, he's singing, singing while he's all the time. <laughs> he's just counting, but Have singing. you seen his other videos, though? No. Oh, so he so does funny. other stuff yeah, he does, No, he still counts. But it's, different. <laughs> <laughs> it's different numbers. I fell into his hole a long time ago. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I think the memes is what has gotten us through this yeah. week. Um, oh, thank God for the memers. There's a really good one called um, Quentin Quarantino, which he started, like, at the beginning of quarantine. Yeah. Oh, my God, the shit he posts is so... And everyone's like, dude, have you slept all week? Because he's just, like, posting, 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 posting. So freaking funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's my sweet. So, I do have one correction. Yeah. From William. William? He <laughs> texted me, and he was like, Hey, if you guys are saying something wrong, would you want to know? And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, but I'm, like, not saying anything wrong, so what do you got? And he was like, um, so we talked about Dracula in the character that inspired Dracula, Mm -hmm. Vlad. Mm -hmm. It's actually Vlad the Impaler. And we were saying Impaler because he impaled people right. and he said we were saying it's not impala like the car <laughs> and i was like to be fair i don't think i've ever heard someone say that word like obviously i've heard people right. say impaled but i've never heard someone say impaler. impaler yeah um so i was just like reading what i thought saying what i thought i was reading right but it's impaler. That's good to know. Thank impaler. you, William. Thank you, buddy. And uh, I even Googled it, you know, where it has, like, the sound so you can, like, have them pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah, we were wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I actually noticed it the week before, but I didn't say anything. Oh, no. Always say it. We don't care. Yeah, we really don't. Just no. send it. Um, but do realize that the South does say things different than yeah. the North. And we say things other different than other countries too. Okay, so this past week I said Dingleberry, right? You know what a Dingleberry yeah. is. Everybody knows what Dingleberry is. <laughs> That's what I call my dog. But if <laughs> <laughs> Or when someone's being really stupid, I'm like, what a Dingleberry. But apparently in the UK it's Dingleberry. So I looked it up. Like, like D A. Yeah, like Dangle. Dangle. Like Dangle. Okay. And I was, we fought about it. I was like Dangle. Dangle. I was like Dingleberry, and he's like, no, Dangleberry. So I looked it up, and they're both the same thing. It's just a different letter. Just a different letter. They both come up. It's both the Listen, same. Listen, the Brits have a lot of different things. Like <laughs> your grocery bit, like your grocery cart is a trolley. Yeah. In our trolley. It's a trolley. It's a train. <laughs> or um, at the gas station, it's petrol. Yeah, because of petrol oil. Yeah. But we call it gasoline. <laughs> um, what else? There was one other one that was like. There's so many. Yeah. But it's like, I like their word better. Oh, yeah. You know, it sounds better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, God, I was just thinking of a word that we say different, and now I'm like. 
I cannot think of it. Oh, well, it'll probably come to me later. Anyway. Pecans, pecans. Oh, that's a big Texas one. Is like pecans and pecans. What do you, I say pecan. I say pecan. But my mom says pecan. No. I'm like, where are you from, girl? (laughs) There's caramel, caramel. Okay. Here's, here's a big (laughs) one. And I say it both ways. Caribbean and Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. Because I say, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. But then I'm like, hey, we should visit the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, which one is it? I don't know which one is it. It's both. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I'm drinking another Frappuccino today. They have their Christmas cups. We also have a berry pumpkin waffle candle going yes. because I refuse to put up Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. Yep. I'm not about that life. No. I don't want to see or think about Christmas until after Pumpkins Thanksgiving. Pumpkins are still good yes. through Thanksgiving. It is still fall. It is not winter until December. No. And you know, Sprouts around this time stop selling like their pumpkin muffins. And I'm like, and mm. pumpkin is still fine. Yeah. It's they're, still like it's fine season. if you want to put up your Christmas shit. But I like fall too much. And I have. I do too. I mean, look one how many freaking pumpkins I have. One month doesn't seem long enough for fall decorations. No, it doesn't. I put them out September 1st and they stay out until Thanksgiving. So it's like. Three months. That's adequate because, you know, usually you don't put Christmas stuff up until about February. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, yeah, I usually put it up to make way for, like, some heart Valentine's yeah. junk. And then that stays out till about St. Patrick's Day. Maybe. Sometimes longer. I'm always, like, leaving up the decorations after instead of, like, before. Like, maybe I should put my stuff up, like, a month before. Maybe so. I don't know. I just always put up my Christmas tree. I do it Black Friday. Like, I've always done that. And winter stuff still feels fine in January because it's still cold as hell outside. Also, I think because we live in Texas, it does not freaking feel like Christmas. No, that's true. So it's like, well, I'm not going to put up a Christmas tree. It's 85 degrees outside. That's true. Anyways. Sorry, we always get off topic. Um, This week, we read Anxious People by Frederick. Bachman. And, um, <clears throat> just overall, what did you think? I'm going to have to reread and give it time because it was a lot to take in with the setup. Mm-hmm. Because they would talk about one person mm-hmm. and then go into an interview with a different person and then mm-hmm. come back to somebody you didn't even know who they were talking about at first and... Um, so I would say overall, I loved it. I did like it. It was. I did like it. Very unexpected because yeah. I thought I was going to read a comedy about a bank robber who drinks, um, or hijinks, hijinks, wherever you're from, and it turned into something so unexpected. And it was like with everything going on in our country, and then reading this, like yeah, and wow, all the different it backgrounds. Was very topical. Yeah, and I really found myself at the end. I was like, wow, a really good story. Yeah. Um. So, synopsis, it stars a person. You don't know who. Robbing a bank. Uh-huh. A moneyless bank. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely we'll get, into, get that. into that. But <laughs> they attempt to rob a bank. To pay their rent. And then they're fleeing from said bank. Which they flee into an open house for an apartment. Yes, and they take everyone inside of it hostage. hostage. And that's what the book is about. Um, so, it starts out, obviously, I mean, should we just tell them the twist? Yeah. Oh, you gotta okay. The one. bank robber's a woman. Yep. And you don't know that until, like, three-fourths of the way yeah. through the book or Almost something. Almost at the end, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. So, I'm, like, going back. It never used... Pronouns. Pronoun. No. It just said no. bank robber. And he, there was You're even, assuming it's a man. Yep. And there was even a scene with London where she was so offended. The bank teller was so yes. offended about using pronouns. Yes. She was like, wow, you just call it a, call him a man or whatever. And How do you know that's yes. correct? And I did not pick up on that. And I was really surprised because I'm usually good at like for, I, reading foreshadowing. I picked like, up on hmm. it, but with everything else going, I didn't want to be like, oh, well, it's a woman. Right. He, she was like, well, you don't know it's a man. And then they even said, um, wow, we couldn't, we thought you were a man. They're like, well, women don't usually do stupid shit. <laughs> so that was, it's a very, very funny book, but it's also a very deep book. Um, so yeah, that that's basically what the story is. And we'll kind of 
get into it. Um, what was your favorite part of the book? And these are our questions from Oprah Book Oprah Book Club. For the mix of our own yeah. as well. Um, my favorite part. I did I did like all of the story backgrounds, all of the mm-hmm. different backgrounds with the both the police officers and mm-hmm. everybody that was there, the realtor agent, real estate agent, sorry, either one. Um, London, you know, it was just it was I liked all the differences. Yeah, and at the time that you're reading it, you're like, What the fuck do I need to know this yeah. shit? And it, it goes back. Right. I mean, it goes the to the there's two police officers, father and son, which, by the way, would never happen in real life. They no. would never let a father and son work yeah, together on the police no. force. But um, it goes back to, like, when he's a kid. and I mean, it goes it goes into all of their backgrounds in, like, 340 pages. It was very well done. Um, so, yeah, I can see why that's your favorite. I think my favorite is you have all these different people from completely different places come together and like mm-hmm. you can tell at the end they're probably gonna stay in touch I mean that's something they went through yeah, something they went through something yeah. yeah um what was your least favorite part of the book the hopping around so much I get I uh, get why Bachman had to do it but it's the fact that it was just jumping around so much. I feel like it, maybe if it was in sections, like maybe the police officer sections, and then maybe, you know, like the interview sections all together, it would be maybe, maybe a little more smooth. Maybe not, but I just... Yeah, it it's, too um, much. it's a book you definitely have to give your full attention to. Yeah. Because otherwise you'll be like, wait a minute, what? Who you have to, I had to go now? back several times uh-huh. to see who was being interviewed. Yes. Um... I think it also had something to do with the week that it was, not necessarily I agree. the, I the agree. author's style. One thing, my least favorite thing, and this is probably part of, um, like, the writing question we always do. What did I think of the writing? Um, I don't like it when the author is talking to me as the reader. Yeah. And it was only kind of at the beginning. After a while, it just kind of stopped. But yeah, I'm not that. crazy about that. I get that. Like breaking the fourth wall, I guess yeah. is what they call it in the theater. Yeah. Um, it takes me out of the story. I, I get like. that, yeah. And I don't think it needed. No. Because if I'm reading a book, I want to read about something else. I want to right. read about somebody talking to me. Right. Or I listen to a podcast. Hey! <laughs> but we talk to you guys. Yeah. Um. That was my least favorite part. Was it a fast or slow read and why? It was slow because I had to keep going back. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it was because of election week and not anything to do with the setup. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, maybe maybe 10 points was the setup, but it was just I slow. had to read it fast because you were coming over we today. Because had to, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is probably something I would have spread out. Yeah. Over like a week because yeah. it is like you really have to devote your attention to it. Have to focus. And yes. for me, that would mean that I could only probably read at night, like when I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. So I probably wouldn't have read it as fast. Um, but the events are fast. They are fast. You go. I mean, you're really Quick. going through it. Yeah. Yeah. Which event, scene, or character has stuck with you the most? Probably the fact that everything could have been different. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it never the bank had to rob- happen. Right, if the bank robber realized that the police officer on the street was not actually a police officer. So, what happens is the bank robber, real shitty dude, her husband, cheating on her with her boss, mm-hmm. kicks her out. Telling her she's going to take her kids away. He's going to take her kids away from her because she's like, uh, has no job and no money and is about to be evicted. So she goes to rob a bank for 6,500 kroner, which translates to, are you, do you know what it is? No, I don't know. The are you ready for this? Yeah. So 6,500 kroner is $752.10. Oh my goodness. That's nothing. Like, can you call your mom and ask for that? Or you're like, there is someone that probably has $750 that you can borrow that you don't have to go rob a bank. Yeah, maybe so. $750. You're going to walk into a bank with a gun? 
No. And that's even what London, the bank teller, says in her interview. <laughs> like, she's like, maybe you should add a few zeros onto that. Yeah. Like, if you're going to come and rob a bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, she's robbing the bank because it's like New Year's Eve. And she's supposed to get her kids that night, but the landlord has said, like, hey, you're going to be evicted tomorrow if you don't pay the rent because she can't find a job. And so she's just trying, trying to, to make see it. her kids and to make it, and she's desperate. And I honestly don't believe a woman would do that. Robin, no. Like, we'd um, find a different way. We would find a different way. Yeah, we're we would just think differently than men. Men are kind of more, like, um, well, I think we would impulsive. Part, and we would part with our... Material possessions before we... Well, she did do that. Well, that's right. She they, did. That's how they that's paid, right. like, the first month. That's rent. right. And then it got to the point where right. the second month was doing... Right, like, that's right. Shit. Um, I mean, it could be different over there, that she may not be able to get money as easily as that's true. here. And I think it even said that the bank robber tried to get a loan from a few banks, and the banks were like... You nah. don't have any collateral. Yeah, yeah. goodbye. Um, so... <laughs> As the bank robber gets to the bank and realizes it is a cashless bank, um, I'm sorry, excuse me, what? How do you have a cashless bank? <laughs> what did you do? Exactly. What do you, you just, why is there even a bank if it's, okay. I, do you just put your checks into your account? I is work that like all you do? at an online bank. Yeah. Okay. We didn't have branches at all. We were completely online, but we did have a financial center. In the building we worked in, they had, like, a teller, but they were there for, like, hey, if, like, you're closing your account and you want to get a money order, or you just want to get a money order, okay, here. But they have a freaking ATM there. So you're telling me this bank, this cashless bank doesn't even have an ATM? ATM? Yeah. Okay, like, what the hell is a cashless bank? Maybe this is, like, a European thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't either, because I've never heard of such a thing. Me neither. And apparently, from the way Zara, a character in the book who was actually, like, a board member or something of a bank. That's, like, a common thing. Like, yeah. all banks are cash. I don't understand. I don't if you're from Sweden, please let us know. Um, or if they do it anywhere else. Or if they do yeah. it anywhere else. So, <laughs> after the bank robber gets told the bank is cashless, they're fleeing because they're like, shit, because London, the teller's like, I'm about to call the police. Yeah, just like, I'm calling the police. So the bank robber up. runs and sees this door open and runs up this apartment building where the door's open. And just takes everyone, it happens to be an open house, and takes everyone hostage. But before that, when she runs to the street, she sees what she thinks is a police officer, and it's actually, what, like a parking maid or something? Oh, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. I think it, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I get some wires crossed, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, she ran onto the street, and there was what she thought was a police officer, and it was just like a parking maid or something like that, so that's what caused her to run into the stairwell up to the open house. And in the open house, you have um, an older married couple, Roger and mm-hmm. Anna Lena. You have a younger married couple, Roe and Julia. And Julia is, like, pregnant due any day. You have Zara, the rich bank runner who just likes to look at the way normal people live. We'll get into Zara. Yeah, why are they all Zara is complex. She's complex. Yeah, she is. Um, and then, like, it's really weird because at the very beginning, I even wrote this down, remember the numbers, because they had, like, so all eight, of, this is a quote from the book, um, so all eight people who had been held hostage, seven prospective buyers and one real estate agent were released. Mm-hmm. But then as the story goes on, like, someone was hiding in the bathroom and someone was hiding in the air duct. Yeah. And I'm, like, trying to keep count because I read a lot of mystery books. And I'm, like, okay, I'm going to figure out, like. What's going on here? Yeah, right. That's what I thought, too, but no. Because during the story, <laughs> it's also flashing back to interviews with the police. Yeah. So you're getting, like, little bits of information and at a time. some of the police officers passed. And some of the police officers passed, yes. Um, so it's a lot to digest. It is a, it is a lot. It is a lot to digest. Um, so I would say the event scene character that stuck with me the most was Zara. I can see that. She I is. I can see that. Listen... I got some notes about her. Um, she's one of the hostages. It goes into, like, her therapy sessions because... <sighs> bear with us, guys, if you haven't read this book. <laughs> the younger, the son, that's the police officer, Jack, mm-hmm. 
was a kid and saw this man commit suicide off of a bridge. And then, like, a week later. And then a week later, a young girl, like, his age was trying to do it, and he saved her. He, like, pulled her down. Zara just happened to be, well, she didn't just happen to be. She went to the bridge because the man that had killed himself the week before had come to her for a loan, and she turned him down because it was, like, I'm guessing, like, 2008 when everything crashed. Yeah. And uh, she she turned him down, and he sent her a letter that she would not open. She carried it in her purse. So she went to the bridge to, like, obviously she's got some guilt, and sees this whole thing, the young girl, and she sees Jack pull her down. So all these years, Zara finds this woman that was saved and goes to her for therapy, but doesn't tell her, like, who she is or doesn't anything Doesn't tell her like she that. saw any of it. Yes, she's just going. And it's more like Zara is the therapist. <laughs> Zara is just like, she goes in there and she's like, what's a panic attack? She was like, actually, that's not what it is. And I'm like, yeah, this chick. She reminded me so much of Sherlock Holmes. The way she would like, what's yeah. it called? Deductive yeah. reasoning. She'd yeah. be like, oh, you're eating a kale salad, so you're vegan. And the, and the therapist is like, no, why would you think I'm vegan? And she's like, because you chose to buy that. Like, you had all the choices and that's what you yeah. chose. And the therapist is like, yeah, I'm vegan. <laughs> like, stuff like that. She's just very, she has, like, horrible social skills. Um, yeah. She's all about, like, reading people. She's germophobic. She goes into rooms and starts counting things. Very, very Sherlocky Holmes vibes yeah. to me. I think um, so, too, yeah. I don't know if Sherlock Holmes is like that in the book, but he is in the Benedict Cumberbatch series. Yeah. So that's where I'm getting that from. Um... But she's also working through things that she doesn't even tell the therapist about the letter, but she carries that letter around in her purse. So that is the character that stuck with me the most. I don't know why, though. I could see that, though. There's she, this air of mystery but helpfulness about her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so when she's stuck in an apartment with these people, she goes to these apartments because she's curious as to how the lower class lives, basically. Um, she's like, she calls herself like a bank analyst and basically what the banks are doing is wrong, but that's like the way that banking has changed is wrong. Cause she said, you know, like buying a home shouldn't be an investment. It should mm-hmm. be a home, but the way everything, the economy has changed it, it is an investment, you know? Yeah. Because um, usually you end up selling it anyway. Right. And she, like, won't sit on the furniture. Um, she's just, like, disgusted. She, like, people renovate things with their hands, and then they eat with the same hands. <laughs> Girls got some issues. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely who stuck with me the most. So, what did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? I mean, there were a couple quotes. There were some really good quotes. Yeah, let me see which one I have over The first one I had was, um... <laughs> what the mom, the bank robber says, if you're that their mom told them, if your head isn't up to the job, your legs better be, because the bank robber had to take off running. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that also, this was like on the first page because there's such an unbelievable amount that we're all supposed to be able to cope with these days. Um, like yeah, about being an adult. Let me find the whole quote. I don't remember the page number, but there was one that was, we plant an apple tree today even if we know the world is going to be destroyed oh, tomorrow. Yes. The cop's mom said that because she was a pastor or something. Yeah, she was a pastor. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was we need to be allowed to convince ourselves that we are more than the mistakes we made yesterday. Ooh, that's a good one. The rest of mine was um, because there's such an unbelievable, unbelievable amount that we're all supposed to be able to cope with these days. You're supposed to have a job and somewhere to live and a family, and you're supposed to pay taxes and have clean underwear and remember the password to your damn Wi-Fi. That is the truth. It is the truth. It is so hard adulting. I didn't. There wasn't any vocabulary. I didn't know, but there, there were so many good quotes. So many. My favorite quote is this one. That's the power of literature. You know, it can act like little love letters between people who can only explain their feelings by pointing at other people's. And I was like, yeah. I love that so much. I um, like the thing if you point at somebody, you get three fingers pointing back at yourself. Why? Three fingers pointing back at yourself if you point at somebody. Oh, yeah. I was like, who's, who are the people pointing back at you? Um, so I, I kind of have a little trivia for you yeah. since we're reading about a hostage situation. All right. Um, it's in 
Sweden. Uh-huh. I don't remember if it says the city, but they're outside Stockholm. of Stockholm. Yeah. It's like a outlying city or whatever. Um, so when I first started reading it, I was reminded about a story that I heard on my favorite murder podcast. Okay. It was a true crime story. Yeah. And it was where the term Stockholm Syndrome originated. Right. Because this book is basically about Stockholm Syndrome. Uh-huh. This yeah. person takes them hostage. They end up loving they her. They end up loving her. Yeah. Um, so I was like, this might be fun to talk about. So, have you heard about this? Stockholm Syndrome? But, like, where it came from. Uh, I might have, but I, I can't recall. Okay. Well, for anyone that's listening, not familiar, Stockholm Syndrome is a psych, and this is from Britannica.com, and it is, like, the definition for Stockholm Syndrome, written by Laura Lambert. Stockholm Syndrome is a psychological response wherein a captive begins to identify closely with his or her captors as well as their agenda and demands. The name of the syndrome is derived from a botched bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden. Ooh. In August 1973, four employees, and I'm not even going to try to say this bank, I apologize, um, were held hostage in the bank's vault for six days. Oh my goodness. During the standoff, um, a bond developed between the captive and captor. One hostage during a telephone call with Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palm stated that she fully trusted her captors but feared that she would die in a police assault on the building. Um, And then a little bit more about that story, because I believe on my favorite murder, I think that one of the chicks he held captive, and I think they had, like, an engagement after this. Like, she was so in love with him. But the the robbery that we're talking about, how do you think that? Normal, normal... Normal robbery store. <laughs> if you know how to say that, let us know. It was a bank robbery and hostage hostage crisis. Um, it was the first criminal event in Sweden covered by live television. Jane or Jan Eric Olson was a convicted criminal who had disappeared while on furlough from prison. So old dude gets a weekend off from prison and is like, I'm gonna go rob a bank. Who then held up a bank and took four hostages. During the ensuing negotiations, the Swedish Attorney General, Lennart, who is a character in the book, that's a character's name in the book, maybe it's a common name in Sweden, maybe Frederick Bachman just wanted to throw in an Easter egg. Uh, That's what I'm thinking, I'm thinking Bachman maybe. (laughs) Did did you draw your idea from this event? Because it's similar. (laughs) So the Swedish Attorney General allowed Olsen's former cellmate and friend, Clark, to be brought from prison to the bank. Like, that was one of his demands. It was like, hey, can you bring... you got to bring my friend. Can you bring my friend from prison? <laughs> I need to talk to my friend. <laughs> so Clark himself was a longtime career criminal, but it is doubtful he was in league with Olsen. Famously, the hostages then bonded with their captors and acted to protect them, despite their repeated threats to kill them all. Police finally mounted a tear gas attack five days into the crisis, and the robber surrendered. Olsen was sentenced to 10 years for the robbery, while Clark was ultimately acquitted. The paradoxical actions of the hostages led to a great deal of academic and public interest in the case, including a 2003 Swedish television film and a 2018 Canadian film. That is per Wikipedia. So, I'm, I'm thinking that is why Bachman said it in Stockholm and yeah. named one of his characters as the, from the Attorney General. It's Actually, just too much of a coincidence. It's too much, yeah. Um, but I thought that was a fun fact. So. It is. That makes it more interesting now. I like it. <laughs> Give me more. I wonder if they actually, like, I guess not. If they were arrested, I'm like, did they take money or? I don't know. Um. No, I don't know. Yeah, really? Would you want to read another book by this author? I would try. I would probably. I've heard there's a lot of books written. Yeah, I have too, and I've heard they're all, you know, some are real tearjerkers, but I would try because this one was really good. Yeah. Um, Did reading the book impact your mood in any way? Yes. Yeah. Everything that's going on in the country. I agree. A lot of these people related to some of the things that we've been through. Um, The way the book is kind of written, it reminded me of like, that show This Is Us. Yeah. You know how they're like all connected? Yes. 
but they're all coming from like different places. Yes. It definitely has that kind of feel. I agree. It. Um, but yeah, it, it impacted me. What surprised you most about the book? Um, probably that the fact 200 pages in and I'm finding out this bank robber is a woman. And it never even crossed my mind. It didn't cross my mind. I was like, when I read it, I was like, hold up. Because it was like 1.30 last night. I thought it may have been like... It's <laughs> like, maybe I missed something. I thought it may have been like a pair of people yeah. or something before a woman. Because part of the book is, well, like the interviews and stuff. The hostages have come out and they can't find the bank robber. They're like, okay, he's still in the apartment. No, they've searched the apartment. They're like, okay, well, there must be like a hidden thing in the apartment that he's hiding in. No. So then the Jack is like, okay, one of these hostages is the bank robber. And he thinks it's the realtor. Mm-hmm. Because when the robber came in, she like hid in the air duct and no one saw her. So as everyone's giving their interview, no one's mentioning the realtor. So that's why Jack is like, I think that's why. I think that this person posing as the realtor is a woman. That's when you find out the bank robber is a woman. Spoiler alert, it's not the realtor. No. It's just a woman. <laughs> um, so. And the parrot asks the realtor kiss at the beginning of the story. How she can only say, you know, what is it? What is the line? Where's the book? <laughs> what is it? The only thing she can ever say is something about house house tricks or something like that. Oh my god, what the hell was that about? <laughs> it was so confusing. So the realtor, like the name of the real the what you, real estate company is House, house Tricks. House Tricks. Yeah, there it is. Okay. But then you would say House I'm, Tricks. I'm the real estate agent from House Tricks Real Estate Agency. So House Tricks. Yeah. Like so. H O W apostrophe S Tricks. Yeah. And she's like, get it? And I'm like, no. And she keeps saying it in this over interview. And, and I'm like, I don't get it. Is this like, is it just supposed to be stupid? I don't, I don't get know. it. See, I don't get what it. I don't get it if maybe she's in shock. Is she asking how tricks is? I don't get it. I don't it. either. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I'm glad she brought that up. <laughs> um, uh, lost my place. How does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? If you could give the people a new title, what would it be? I don't think I would give it a different title. Yeah, I think they're definitely all anxious. Yeah, I um, think they are. And they're anxious people before they yeah, get taken hostage. Yeah, they're all hiding something like we all are. Like we all are. Um, one of the things that really made me giggle was... It, so, the relationship between the dad cop and the son cop kind of shows the relationship between, like, two different generations. Yeah. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Talks about how, like, fluent Jack is with technology and computers mm-hmm. and phones and how the dad is not. And so, when they how get... How to drink, like, how the son only drinks water and dad only drinks, like, coffee. Yeah. Yeah. When they get to the hostage situation, his dad starts Googling what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I hollered at yeah. that part. It was so funny. I'm like, that is some shit I would do. He's like, Dad, are you googling what to do? And he's like, Well, I don't, I don't know what, what to else do. am I supposed to do? So funny. Um, another thing I thought was strange. I mean, maybe that they were just trying to like come off that way. Is they're so rude to the police while yes. they're being interviewed, like. Especially London. They're not real people, but I'm, like, uncomfortable reading it because the cop's just doing his job. Yeah, he's just asking questions and, and they're like, what? Him what? Shit. But maybe that's kind of like their the defense Stockholm mechanism syndrome, yeah. to protect a bank robber yeah. or something. Um, let's see. Next question. Is this book overrated or underrated? It's under. I would say it's appropriate. I always say this every week. I would say it's appropriately rated because it has like 4.3 stars on Goodreads. And I think I'm going to give it four stars. What are you going to give it? Stand right in the middle. Four and a half? Yeah. I I wish Goodreads did half. I did too. I'll probably give it four because I can't give it a half. Do. Did the. um, God, I can't talk. Blah, 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 blah. I'm about to drink a white claw. (laughs) <laughs> did this book remind you of any other books or is it an original idea it it reminded me of clue yes in the way that you know everything just came out at different mm-hmm. times but i think it's still an original idea 
Yeah, I think it was original. I like how, you know, some of them go off on, in, like, the closet, and then some of them go off, like, in the front door, and they're all kind of talking about their lives, because they all, like, you know, Ro and Julia are about to have a baby, and they're about to become parents, and Roger and Annalena are having, like, mm-hmm. they're retired, but she's worried he holds resentment for her career and his lack of career, um... So it goes into all of those details. Um, so let's talk about Leonard for a minute. Because when they first <laughs> when they first get taken hostage, the pregnant Julia, pregnant lady, has to pee. And they're like, did you go pee? And she's like, no, there's someone in there. And they're like looking at each other. And they're like, who the fuck is in here? We're all out here. So they go open the door and there's this dude in his underwear and a rabbit head and you're like, what, what? the hell? <laughs> and um, he knows Annalena and it, it kind of makes it sound like it's an affair and her husband's like, what the hell? And she's like, it's not what you think. So a little background on them. They're retired and they buy apartments and flip them because Roger like renovates them or whatever and she decorates them. So they're looking... They're very, Roger's very competitive and they're, they have these like games that they play where she'll be like, smells like mold in here to like deter other people from buying the (laughs) apartment that they're looking at. Um, oh, that was really funny. And I totally see Annalena as Diane Keaton. Yeah. Like really just funny, spacey. I was like, that's her for sure. Um, and so... When Leonard comes out, you think that's who she's having an affair with, but it's actually someone that she has hired whenever they, and they've done this many times. They've bought many apartments and sold them and then they make money on it. She hires him to like act like a neighbor or something. So other people won't like at one apartment, he acted like the drunk neighbor. So people are like, Oh God, I don't know what's next to him. Or like above them, they hear something stomping and they're like, Ooh. So in this, in this one, he was a half naked bunny. And she, and so Roger's kind of deflated because he thought he was such a good negotiator and so good at what he was doing. And come to find out she's been pulling the strings the whole time. (laughs) And Leonard's just like an actor that she hired. And then like almost the whole book, he's just in his underwear and his rabbit head. (laughs) And guess who he winds up with? Uptight Zara. I was like, are you kidding me? I loved that. I loved that. She needs someone to take the stick out of her butt. For real. Love that. Um, Next question. Gosh, such a good book. How did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? I think I will. I think I will. One of the most beautiful things in the story, and one of my favorite parts, was Estelle, who... I think it says she's like 90. Who's Somewhere looking, there. looking, I'm using air quotes, at the apartment. And she's like, oh, my husband's parking the car, you know. And she's just very motherly. She's like, are you hungry? I can fix you something. And they're like, you're going to cook in these people's apartment? She's like, well, they probably have food or something. Like, it's not <laughs> a big deal. Who cares? And then they're like in the closet. And she goes in there and she like finds a bunch of wine. And they're like, how did you know there was wine in there? Well, you come to find out it is actually her apartment and her husband has just died. He's not parking the car and she has set up this viewing because she didn't want to be alone on New Year's Eve, which was so So sad. I was like, like as soon as I was reading that it was her apartment, I was like, she set this up so she wouldn't be alone. So good. And then she talks about the neighbor that she used to like trade books with and, oh, I loved Estelle and I loved her story. Um, I think that was, that was very, like, that will yeah. last on me. They all have kind of affected me, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, would you consider rereading? Yes. I don't reread, so no. I'm going to, though. I need, to, I feel like I need to. I don't feel like I gave it enough attention. I think you do. Yeah, I think you should. And yeah. I think you should just really zone in when you read it. I think you're going to get a lot yeah. from it. Um, any lingering questions or plot holes? No, not that I can think of, but it was was so, it was everywhere. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there was some along the way that I would think of about each person, but. I think they answered all the questions. They answered quite a few. They're like, oh, that's how that happened. Um, 
yeah, I don't think I have any plot holes or questions. Um, yeah, pretty much answers all of them. So, in the end, the, oh, well, the main part of the book is the dad cop helps the robber. So, come to find out, Jack's been going back looking. He's like, I don't understand. And he's supposed to be, like, very good. Like, he's gotten a job offer from Stockholm. He's, like, that good. Um, so, they're like, he's like, what am I missing here? And the dad's like, well, I'll tell you what you're missing. So come to find out. It's me. The robber, the hostages are like, hey, we should like order a pizza because we're freaking hungry. And Ro is like, she's like, you know, in the movies, they always bring the hostages free pizza. So Roger's like free. And everyone's like, hell yeah. So they all order their own pizza. (laughs) And of course, the cop dresses up as the delivery man to go deliver it. The dad cop, Jim. So he's up there delivering it. And the robber opens the door. And at first he's taken aback because it's a woman and it reminds him of his daughter who's a drug addict who he does not see because she's a drug addict and she only calls when she needs money. So he like goes into dad mode and she basically tells him like what happened and he's like, how did you get mixed up into this? Like, this is so stupid. You didn't hurt anyone. You didn't take any money. Um, So he wants to help her immediately too. And he's like, well... I called the, all the neighbors in this building and no one's here because like one person's out of town. The people across the way are selling because they're getting a divorce. He's like, why don't you ask the realtor if she has the key to the apartment across the hall and hide there? And she's like, why are you doing this? And, he's, and that, I think that's kind of the theme of the book. Sometimes it's people just need a second chance. And I think that's like all these people in know, the book getting a second chance. It said chance. that in the beginning when it was talking about the older and the younger generations. I think it was that the, I think it was Jack that, was saying that um, police work is just black and white and the father was like, no, it's Mm -hmm. more than that. There's Mm -hmm. gray areas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the realtor doesn't have the key because she said, I'm not putting it on the market yet because you never sell two apartments like in the same building at the same time. But then they're competing. Right. And she goes like, I don't have the key because I don't feel comfortable carrying around their key. So I don't have it yet. Well, Estelle... Had a key key because the man that she was trading books with that she said she had an affair with, but it was more of an emotional affair, not a physical affair, gave her a key, but she never used it. And then he died. And she's like, they never changed the lock. And they're like, how do you know? She's like, well, I wasn't like going in, but I just would check the lock and change it. (laughs) So she miraculously has the key. So as the hostages are walking out, the older cop is standing there and he sees the robber and she shows him the key and he's like, hurry up because my son's about to come back in here. Yeah. So she goes in there and locks the door and she waits and she texts Estelle. Cause after they all get out of the police station, Estelle's like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm safe. The best part of the book, the bank robber moves in with Estelle, has a place <laughs> for her children. Roe and Julia buy the apartment across the way that she hid in. They're like one big happy family. I love that. I yeah. love that so much. I did too. Um, so let's talk casting. Annalena, Diane Keaton, who better to play her husband than Morgan Freeman? Yeah. He could totally was, carry Roger. There were so many people, so I only casted a few. I saw the real estate agent straight away as Amy Poehler. Oh my God. Okay. I was thinking Kristen Wiig, but yeah, I can see Amy Poehler because she's real goofy yes. like that. Yeah. And just tricks. House tricks. And just to keep the same funny. thing. It's house tricks, house That's tricks. That's funny. Yeah. What about the bank robber? <sighs> Who we never learned their name. No, we never learned their name. Never learned anything about them. And her kids are called Frog and Monkey. And the mom is the elk. Remember the picture? Mm-hmm. It's a frog and a monkey and an elk. And like, that's all their nicknames or whatever. Kate Hudson. Okay. I was thinking Kristen Bell. Okay. So we're pretty much along the same yeah. lines. If someone calls yeah. cool. I think London was Billie Eilish. Anna, is that her name? Anna Kendrick. Oh yeah, that oh yeah, that's a real good one. That's a really good one. Anna Kendrick's so sassy. Yes she is. Um I think my favorite one is Zara. Cause you it, only a certain person can play Zara. Who? Who? Like kind of bitchy Who? Catherine Zeta Jones. Okay. Okay. She has that class about her, yeah. you know, high class, don't care what and you think. doesn't care what you yeah. think, kind of a bitch. Yeah. I could see that. Who did you see? 
she was hard. To she was hard because of all of her right complex nature. It it was really hard for her. It is hard for her. Hmm. Oh. Leonard. I mean, there are tons of funny people that could play him. So much tons. I mean, just. I saw Roe as Rosario Rosario Dawson. Okay. And Julia, I don't. I can't remember her name. She's the chick from uh, the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Bless you. What's her name? Lucy something. She's also in that show, The Politician. She's a real pretty blonde, short hair girl. Mm, not sure. I'm not sure. There were so many people, and it was so hard to cast them because they didn't give just definitive. Look oh yeah, there was absolutely them. no physical descriptions no. of these people, which is kind of cool because then. It's free. It's I think it's more about the people that can carry the character yeah, emotionally. Exactly. Um, that's, I, and that's what's so hard is because there's so many people that could. I definitely see this becoming like a show or movie. Oh, yeah, it should. It should. It has that kind of written all over it. It should. Maybe a movie. Maybe a movie, yeah. Um, let or me maybe see. a limited series. Yeah. I don't think I had any other notes about this book. I didn't um, either. It was, good. it was great. Definitely yeah. need time to dive into it. You need great. time to read it, but it's good. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Perfect. It it's very topical. Beautiful. For Americans right now. So you may want to read it so we can all unite So together. many good and relatable quotes. Yes, there are. There are some really good quotes. I'm going to post some with some of our pictures. But um, So next week's our talkie sewed. Yes. But Lacey has picked our second book of the month. Yeah. And we will go ahead and tell you what that is as soon as I pull it up. Yes, it's Elsewhere by Dean Toots. So our theme this month was kind of like family friends. So mm-hmm. Lacey picked this one. It's a father and daughter. It's a father and daughter. And it sounds pretty good. I've never read Dean Koontz, so. One of my favorite books is by Dean Koontz. But I haven't read anything of his. What book is that? Recently. It was Funhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I've heard really good things about it. I'm excited. I'm not sure what to expect of his, like, yeah. writing style. Uh, since I haven't ri- ri- written, wow. Since I haven't read him <laughs> in so long, I, I don't know what to expect either. I have no clue. It could Go way off. So, grab your copy. You have two weeks from today. We're also working on some December books. Mm-hmm. Um, I've picked mine, actually. not going to say it yet. Still working on mine. I um, want it to be Christmas. Yes, I know. I love a good theme, and it's like, why not? It's December, you know? I have a Christmas one, guys, but Cameron doesn't want to read it because it's so super long. Wait, what is it? Nosferatu. Oh my god, Lacey's <laughs> trying to get me to read this 700-page book, and I'm like, chick, I have a hard time reading these 300-page books. Damn. <sighs> I won't subject her to the horror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackson just woke up. <laughs> He's like sitting there pondering, what is life? Jackson. Hey. Little. Jackson. Uh-oh, someone's walking by. Oh god. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, join Jackson. I'm in the middle of something. Hey, I'm in the middle of something. I'll be with you in a moment. <laughs> Look at his face. No, he's so sweet. I'll post a picture, you guys. Join us next week for our talkie sode. Continue to send us your stories, questions, suggestions, whatever you corrections. want. We'll read it. Two bookworms, one podcast at gmail.com. And then we're on Insta, two bookworms, one podcast. We don't have a Facebook or Twitter. Maybe soon if you guys if want you it. If you want it. Um, I'm not in a rush to make it. Me either. But that's it. Bye, guys. Bye. Little, say bye. Bye. <sighs>